Hello, lovers. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find, and you really forced us this week, uh, and say, or force us to say, well, you gotta love it, something like that. <laughs> I, I got derailed there. Um, sorry, was it my phone? I forgot to turn my phone off. No, it was uh, me <laughs> thinking about what we had to listen to. Uh, oh, yeah. My name is Koji. I am a... I, you know what? I'll say I'm a part-time Metallica fan, or I used to be anyway, and oh. definitely a full-time granddaddy fan. And with me, as always, is my good friend. <laughs> and uh, I don't even know. You know, how you, do, you know how you know that you do these just spur of the moment, top it, of the dome? What's that? Because you always... The hesitation, always. Yeah. It's like... Is my good friend, and uh, hmm. what's re- what's relevant right now? <laughs> yeah, darkness. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my good friend and uh, Twitter noob. Oh yeah, Tw- yeah. Uh, I'm not actually new to Twitter. I just somehow forgot that you shouldn't engage with people on Twitter because it can spiral. Drake hater. Not hey. true. Not true. Andrew Patterson. Love Drake. Everybody <laughs> love Drake. And uh, you might hear some laughing in the background, and that is because my friend Jonathan Deckel has returned. Hello, hello. He's a Welcome back. repeat offender yep. to the show, and he really pulled out all the punches uh, for this one, because the hidden gem for the week is uh, an album called The Software Slump by Granddaddy. We've been doing a lot of Granddaddy talk recently. Mm-hmm. So is that, does that mean not a hidden gem then? Because well, you're no, no, talking no. about Granddaddy a lot. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then the You Gotta Love It for the week is a real stinker <laughs> called Lulu. Yep. Which is Metallica and Lou Reed. Yep. Oh, buddy. <laughs> but, I, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's start off with the software slump. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about... Arm of Roger. Are you familiar with Arm of Roger? No. Whoa. Tell him. Tell him. Would you tell him about Arm of Roger? So Granddaddy got drunk and recorded these (laughs) songs that... So is it Jason or is it the full band? It was a full band. Okay. And uh, it's kind of like them bickering, almost like Oasis style in studio. And then in between playing these songs that are like... And like... It's almost, it's honestly like a Wesley Willis record or something, um, but the the funny the reason why it, it we it was a hidden gem and the reason why it was a hidden gem as opposed to you gotta love it is because there's actually a whole story behind it. So it was amazing. They yeah. had sent out this record to a bunch of industry people, claiming that that was their new record, because they had gotten so fed up with everything. Yeah. They're and on so, like a hype train, and they were yeah. like, "Well, everybody has these ideas of what we should be as like an indie band, so we're gonna just make this bullshit record, like a full album, yeah, record a full album that's a fake album, and have our real album recorded just on the side, just waiting in the you know on deck." Yeah. Anyway, it's and uh, <laughs> yeah, funny. It's hilarious. It's really funny because again, if you went into it not knowing that, which I did, it's comparable to what we're going to discuss today if not like no it's comparable to what we're yeah. going to discuss right, today okay. yeah and then but then like i was like there's got to be something to this so i did the research and i was just like oh this is super funny just imagining like some industry big wig 
getting like the okay we got the new granddaddy album we're gonna make the so much of money records yeah. and then be, yeah. They, yeah and then they just Rich, play it Richard and it's Branson just, like, <laughs> just like yes my money train is coming boop, 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 boop. yeah hey. they're just fucking great anyway go on yeah so because of that episode we kind of mentioned granddaddy but we haven't looked at any of the albums and I still feel like it's a hidden gem they just released a new song did you hear it yeah 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 do you They're like it new, new album ish coming yeah is it out? I don't know if it's out already but I, it's I don't think it's out yet I know they dropped the song I heard the, the first song. three I think there's oh. been three out right I don't know I don't remember what I was listening to but I liked it yeah I liked it uh, I think the conversation needs to start with granddaddy uh, and when the first record came out. I, I don't know exactly. The late nineties, at yeah. some point. Late nineties, but it it was kind of ahead of its time. You know, they use a lot of electronic sounds. I guess it's like Weezer meets uh, I don't know, like Nintendo Core or something like weird. Plus, they looked like they were like Amish. Yeah, <laughs> they they had the, yeah. they had the uh, <laughs> the beard without face uh, facial hair. Yeah, thing going. Yeah, like a like a true granddaddy. Fair it, enough. So it was uh, a very so like skateboarding. That's basically as much. Yeah, that's uh, what I know. From, what, what, like, no, no, Cal, right? That's one the, of the, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure one of them was like he's like Jason Lee. He's like a yeah, could yeah. have been pro or was pro or something or sponsored. I don't know. I that's that's the extent of my non musical knowledge of granddaddy is right. that they <laughs> they like skateboarding. But if you can think of like. A Weezer band driven by the fear of Y2K or something. That's kind of what this is like. And uh, I mean, I don't really know. Why don't you guys talk about it a little bit? Can talk about the, Software Slump now? Yeah. The, first the, album? the, thing, the thing for me when I listen to this album is that I didn't, I was not on the Granddaddy bandwagon when Granddaddy was in releasing 2000? this album. Yeah, in 2000. Yeah. Now 17 years ago, <laughs> oh which God. is crazy to say out loud. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I have... I have had a lot of friends like in uh, college and that were like super into granddaddy. And I was always just like, eh, I don't really know about that band. I just never looked, looked into it. So now when I listen to it, it was very hard for me to do that sort of, we always talk about context where I like, okay, imagine it's 2000 and I heard this album, you know, cause for right. me now I'm just like, there's so many, this clearly influenced or this type of music influenced yeah. so many bands. And now that it's almost been two decades when I was listening to it, I was just like, you've heard this before or something. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like, it wasn't bad. I was just kind of like, it was very like flat for me. And I was just like, Oh yeah, like this is good. But I, I is weird. I don't know. I don't want to, it's, I feel like I'm saying the same thing that I said <laughs> the last time you were here. But, uh, what about Ozma? Yeah, where I was just kind of like, oh yeah, but like I really, uh, I think if I had to compare the two, I li I loved, I definitely loved Ozma. This is this a, was just a little I guess bit more same era. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, yeah, it was same same time, same same scenes, more or less. Yeah. Uh, this was this was post OK Computer. This was kind of like I remember at the time the framing around this was like it was the the indie rock OK Computer, right? Which wow, is like it's weird. It's weird that Radiohead was not considered like an indie rock i guess at that point well they were probably, on emi yeah. like you know it's this this isn't as polished also as computer. Sure. computer is very polished and insane this is more like some yeah. dude's done too much weed in like a farm in <laughs> yeah. rural you know but they somehow America. have a bunch of synthesizers yeah that. exactly i think uh i was when i was kind of like reading uh on the way over i kind of did I read the Wikipedia page, yeah, and uh, and he, he like Jason was saying that he was like he did it mostly like sweating over 
like in, in like some farm sweating over uh, synthesizers while waiting for his like Coke dealer to show up. You know, like that's, that, and it kind of cool. sounds like that yeah. a little bit, doesn't it? It sounds yeah. like, the, like kind of the paranoia of like everything's going to come to get me yeah, and like yeah. I'm going to, and like the songs are about like, like uh, lyrically, like, it was very there's like, a lot like of depressing despair. Android songs Je- yeah. was it and like Jeb. Yeah, the Jeb. humanoid. Yeah, Jeb the yeah. humanoid. Yeah, which is uh, which. Yeah, the, the, again, thank you, Wikipedia. The the Guardian described as the saddest song about a robot, <laughs> which is like pretty impressive because again, three years earlier was Paranoid Android, which is yeah. But I, yeah, I, mean, I don't know, man. OK Computer was named greatest album in the universe at that point, so it wasn't really that's crazy. Indie I didn't know anymore. that. Yeah, yeah. Fair I, enough. I think. I, I mean, I, I don't. I don't want to speak for you guys, but for me, that was definitely that was my feelings at the time. Greatest album in the universe? Yeah. Like, oh, I totally like, agree. Okay, I, well, you know, I was a like obsessed. Me and my we, buddy used to play a game where he would say a random lyric from a random B-side Radiohead song, and yeah. I would have to try and finish the lyric, or vice versa. And I could do it without even blinking. Now it's impossible. Uh, I don't the, remember any of it. But. The funny thing is, talking about Radiohead, when it comes to Radiohead, I love their more like far out shit like, like post kid a kind of yeah, thing exactly and like so, and even like songs on those albums that are just like not really traditional song structure or just weird ambient like lots of ambient noises you know sure. like interludes and stuff yeah. on this album doors or whatever that goes um what's, what's the um i'm amnesiac basically well basically like that entire album i guess but where do you stand on Moonshape pool then i, I like it a lot okay because it's more traditional yeah, That's why I but asked. I mean, there's still... Okay, I don't want to go on a Radiohead tangent, but <laughs> what I was going to say is comparing that to this, I actually preferred the songs that were closer to traditional on this one. Right. Like the songs that were just like eight minutes. Oh, yeah. I think because I was just like... The opening that you're talking about, the opening song? The opening, yeah, yeah the <laughs> opening song. And then even like, like it felt like almost the first three tracks, yeah. even Jeb, like it was like there was a... Uh, again, trying to put myself in a mindset where I'm like, okay, I haven't maybe heard something like this or a lot of things like this and it's unpolished just a Would've lot of cool. sweeping synthesizers yeah, yeah but then now i'm just like okay like i get it you know the it's just sort of and his voice is like very like same yeah. kind of yeah not i didn't not like it it was just like so yeah it really it was weird it really flattened out which is why some of the uh, i can't even remember the song titles because again i didn't take notes i didn't listen to it enough times but there's a couple songs that were just kind of like straight ahead like hewlett's daughter and crystal um yeah. I want to say track four. It was like, because I remember being like, wow, the first three tracks kind of like all went together so for me. It, and then, it, then it's probably Hewlett's Daughter then. Yeah. Hewlett's Daughter is number two, I think. No, I think it's four. Is it? Isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> I love that. Look it up. To the but internet. It was good. It was good. <laughs> but I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. And I would say that if you don't listen to a lot of music like this, which is not me, because I li- now listen to a lot of music like this, that I think it would be a hidden gem. Well, if you're new to this kind of music, if you didn't right. listen to like... I have oh, to you're say right. that I remember is too. Yeah. Wow, that's like my favorite song. <laughs> uh, I do remember like Crystal Lake was the first thing I heard. Oh, f- f- Crystal Lake is four. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And he was and Crystal Lake are kind of they're the same, more yeah. or less the same BPM, same yeah, kind yeah. of like. Um, I remember watching the video on Much Music and of the house floating. Is that Crystal Lake? I think. Well, and yeah. uh, and just being like, okay, like. This is something I will. I, I love I enjoy. music videos. Yeah, I should look up their music videos. They're I feel weird. like they make. They're weird. Sick they actually music, uh, like worked the with a like Toronto. Much... Yeah, uh, they worked with a Toronto artist um, on all their kind of like like videos, like live videos and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't cool. know who it was, but yeah. I... well, when I listened to the al- when I listened to this album, I didn't remember 
the first track being the first track. And so I was like, <laughs> is this out of order? <laughs> because like, who the fuck opens an album with an eight minute song? That's crazy. Uh, which is essentially three parts. It's like a three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a bit like, like Paranoid Android. <laughs> 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 anyway, but I, I mean, as you know, when I've, I think I've maybe even suggested this album once upon yeah. a time. Um, I think you suggested it in the episode where we did Arm of Roger. Oh, but yeah, probably. I'm a I'm a big granddaddy fan, so this was easy for me. I was just like, yeah, I'm in. And I feel like it is a hidden gem because I tell people all the time, like, oh, listen to this, listen to this. And they're like, who who are these people? And half the time after they're done listening to it, they're just like, how have I never heard this before? Because it sounds like things that I would like. Yeah. I'm just like, well, yeah, I mean, it was a long time ago, so. It's kind of like indie power pop, I yeah. guess. It's kind of the, with a paranoid Y2K I feel like I did like the I liked like the lyrical content for sure. It was like it was like weird. If they exist, yeah, like, very but, weird. but just like in a uh, I don't know. I've you know I listened to some pretty weird shit, but it was just kind of like I was like oh, it definitely did feel like like paranoid. Like <laughs> yeah. I was like listening to it. And I'm like oh, you can like feel it <laughs> when you're listening. <laughs> like a, there's a sense of like. Uh, Unease, yeah, you know, just absolutely. Sort of like, and also, like, he's a bit of a like a, a bit of a lot of a weirdo, right? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like that, like track number nine or whatever. The second last uh, dial of you is like yeah. about um, some guy who kind of like like the Earth has run out of minerals, so they send him to a different planet to to like mine for minerals, and then they have this thing called the dial of you where you can put in it like a like a longitude and, and uh, you know, whatever. And you can see a place on earth. And so he, he looks at his old house and his wife is there with a new man and he's kind of depressed about it. Like, just like, why would, why would you write a song about that? And just this picture. On, <laughs> yeah. On, okay, so that, that's he, like the, that's, that's like the, the skater. That's like the Jason Lee. Like when you look at that, you're like, okay, I can see how that guy does other stuff now, but yeah. like, he's got the, he still looks like a skater from the nineties. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It was good though. I thought, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I would second So we that. all agree it's good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely agree with that. It just was, yeah, I just, you know, it's that weird thing where it's, it needs feel, to be I enough like time. Like if they existed in a, in a MP3 era, you know, because it was all pre-MP3, obviously. It was almost like, I don't want to say pre-internet, obviously, but like it was still, in, not everyone had internet in their house. There wasn't mm-hmm. like, MP3s weren't a thing that people were trading at the time. If they existed... After that point, I feel like they would have done a lot better. I feel like... But that's interesting because it's an album, right? Like, it's a concept album. Right. So you think usually that would be the opposite, right? Well, just people would be able to share it. And at that point, no one was listening to stuff like this, really. Like, I mean, there wasn't that many bands that sounded like Granddaddy. So you hear a song, you're like, oh, what the fuck is this? And then you go buy it. Right. Right. Well, that's how I operated in the, like, initial MP3 phase. You know? Bought a lot of albums. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Keep it as not like Granddaddy. Yeah. No. So, uh, I w- it's it's always struck me as interesting how like OK Computer is considered like the grand masterpiece, and then like Granddaddy, which is like a lot of what what made it great, aside from the music and, mm-hmm. and the lyrics, was kind of like how Tom York was like nobody else. Like his his mindset was nobody else. Whereas like Software Slump is actually about Y two K. Like it's it's. I would say it's a bit more relevant even to kind of the time period that it was written rather right. than just kind of the viewpoint of one dude. Yeah. And yeah. so you think that in theory it would be more relevant and it would be taken a bit more seriously. Yeah. But it's not. It's it's like aside from like, you know, like 
influential albums are kind of like like you know top indie albums of the 2000s like no one really remembers it yeah which is too bad yeah I still listen to it all the time, but uh, yeah, me, me too. <laughs> I, just I, gonna, I, I love that first song. I'm just gonna <laughs> keep going, going back to that. Just like, well, I like it, so fuck you guys. <laughs> no, it's uh, good. I, we're, okay, we're well, cool. We're cool. What do you like that kind of sounds like this? I want to know. Okay, what, what so are this, Andrew's like more this, modern picks? This could be like a this could be like a really controversial statement. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm just, I, but I'm, you I'm heard just gonna say first. it. I feel like bands on arts and crafts like or not even that okay broken social scene when i listen to like a lot of broken social scene records or like kevin drew or like any of the like that kind of folksy sometimes kind of roxy a lot of like weird experiment you know ambient stuff kind Mm -hmm. of like threaded in and there are so many records that that you know and i like all of those and sort of the bands that broken social scene may be inspired you know Mm -hmm. they all have that sort of like um occasionally like ethereal you know even if even if it's like a straight ahead like rock record most serene republic or something yeah they'll have like a couple tracks or interludes that sound like this sounds you know now um and there's honestly like 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 uh like dave newfeld's kind of influence on that where they'll write a song and then like he's a producer yeah, so maybe like he, very, very like well a, could like, be like the like the big weirdo that like would that put, make that would put that, that would stuff put in that stuff in the back. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Or like uh, I don't know. I just think that like I'm having trouble even thinking of more bands, but I think that now you could say that whereas back then not mm-hmm. a lot of people were making this kind of music, now it's easily a genre. Like if I were to look at go to a record store and look at the huge indie section at like Rotate This, right? A lot of those bands incorporate elements of this type of music. It's just like what you do now. Right. It's almost more rare to hear a band that doesn't have elements like this than it is to, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I'm trying to think of, I, I mean, I'm not his, good his with... His voice is distinct. Like I'm not his good voice, with he contemporary has like that, music because... That was, I don't know, to me, kind of like that coupled with, I just had to look up when this album came out, but like uh, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, like the Wilco oh, album, yeah, where yeah. it's just kind of like, you have these kind of like nice songs and then just like super weirdo elements that are... <laughs> yeah. And so, like, and all the Elephant Six stuff, obviously, and that kind of, like, a bit more psychedelic-y, but... Yeah, again, so I think it's... I think it's great, and I love this type of music. I think it was just another case of, like, missing it the first time it came around, but then spending, like, 15... Like, 17 years listening to bands that it influenced and yeah. just, like, music generally evolve in that direction in the sort of indie rock space. So, you know, I can definitely appreciate that they would they were ahead of ahead of the game and ahead of their time on this one but it's just kind of like oh okay <laughs> Koji would you consider this uh, kind of 2000s version emo or folk emo or would you would that would that fall Ooh, in that I don't know no as, a I, as I, a I mean I feel like at that point what was emo is like was so different right like I feel like if this had come out in like the like mid 2000s people who liked that stuff would be like oh yeah I'm in you know because it does remind me of like the Get Up Kids. Or I Reggie was just about to say the Get Up Kids. Yeah, yeah, or Reggie and the Full Effect or something like that. Who both of which is pretty, a Get Up pretty Kids big fans for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, because of the timing, that's why it kind of blows my my mind so much. It's like it's so different from what I was listening to at that time. Um, I don't know what I would consider it, but I guess it's like I said, like Weezer or something. Even just. Uh, looking up the sort of like oh related artists one thing that one note I did make was that it reminded me a lot of and I haven't listened to 
by any stretch their full discography but flaming lips like when i was listening to it i was like oh it's got some like yeah weirdo flame, yeah you kinda... know like when i thought you know um all right guys let's fe- let's set up four record players in the corner of each room <laughs> And when I say go, we each just press play. <laughs> yeah, there and I mean <clears throat> a lot of these maybe are, are more like their <laughs> contemporaries, but uh, you know, the beta band Yola Tango. But they're just like a I, right. mm. this is just literally built to spill, just like bands that were again, I mean a lot of them were well, active at the weird. same time, but it's just kinda like that type of sound. Okay, well speaking of weirdo records. I was wondering uh, how long you were gonna try to delay this. Yeah, let's this move on really bad. to Lulu, the Metallica Lou Reed uh, project. I'll say this before we really get into the whole record. When I first listened to it, I was like, wait, is this like a mashup record like Jay-Z and the Beatles or something? The, yeah, the Grey album. Or yeah, I'm, I was like, is this one of those? And I looked it up and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. They made it together, which is so crazy because it, it's like... First of all, so incoherent, but also just like there, it, it, it almost sounds like it was recorded very separately and just one just haphazardly placed on top of the other with no regard to the music at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I put something like, uh, I was like, this sounds like if it was like a Mike Judge movie or something or like one of those kind of deadpan comedies, Yeah, it sounds like what a middle-aged group of guys in a garage band like if the guys from office space had like a band on the side yeah that's this is what it would sound like like it was just like we, like even the the metallica like instrumentals were like you ever not hear- good <laughs> and then over top of the like and i i you know like i love lou reed but he definitely that his approach to like songwriting yeah. and his delivery with with not good like Metallica instrumentals, I was just like, "What? Well, what is happening? This is just unbelievable." Did you ever see that video that was dubbed like uh, it was supposed to be Nickelback like playing while they shot the video? And it, and it was like it was actually just a bunch of gibberish. I oh man, I got wait. Is this. it Creed Shreds that you're thinking of? Oh, maybe it was Creed. Where it's just like the yeah, the, it's like the yeah, live show, yeah, and it like yeah, it's yeah. like and then yeah. just like crickets and stuff, and yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then like the drummer's just like <laughs> That's what I was thinking of the entire time I was listening to this and album. Can we talk about the first thing you hear, the opening lyrics? Do you guys remember them? Something about a daughter or a sister or something? No, no. The opening lyrics are uh i I think it's it's something to the effect of I'd like to cut off my legs and tits. <laughs> the first thing that Lou Reed says, like when I was, I was watching you're like this. I, you're like, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, uh, the link was, it was like a YouTube album, right? Yeah. And I, as I was listening, I just couldn't help but scroll down to read the comments. Oh, I didn't read any comments. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. People just being like, wow, this is a real challenge to get like, <laughs> talking about how it's like a marathon. Like, hey, if you made it through. Yeah. So I have to say, uh, last time I was here, I gave you Chinese Democracy, which I yeah. thought would be bad, but you you tended to actually enjoy it. So I was well, like, I didn't what? hate it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? And I was like, well, I, I felt like I failed. Up. I felt like I failed, and I was like, what can I give you that would be so unlistenable? That's not even like like because uh, yeah, Lou, <laughs> Lou Reed made metal machine music, which is also unlistenable, but it's like arty. You know, right, like it was right, like right. there was like a point to it. Yeah. There's no point to this. It's just. Yeah, it's irredeemable. Unlistenable. Well, so it's interesting because when I sat down to talk to Pup, 
and I was giving them examples of, of this show because I had asked them for some suggestions. I basically said, like, oh, we even did Chinese Democracy. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like, it wasn't that bad. And I'm like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> but this, this is just... The, the opening lyrics of the first song are, uh, I would cut my legs and tits off when I think of Boris Karloff and Kinski in the dark of the moon. That's the opening. Yep. F- followed by, it made me dream of Nosferatu trapped on the Isle of Dr. Moreau. Oh, wouldn't it be lovely? But so imagine that in Lou Reed's voice where he doesn't care about lining anything yeah. up. With just <laughs> some hardcore Metallica riffs. <laughs> hardcore met- And like hardcore. Yeah, they, and like, they, they but go, like kind of push, push. They go heavy like on this. Push like to the, the back kind of though. Like it's not like. There are moments where you feel like the music should be louder and the vocals should almost like get lost in it. But at no point does that happen. Like to your point, Koji, where it sounds like it was recorded separately throughout the entire thing. Lou Reed's vocals are like crisp yeah. <laughs> and just like you can hear him talking. But in the background, it's like. And also like very little structure on this album. There's there's some songs where they just repeat the same riff. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> like that first song. Yeah. The end of that song, I was like, what is... Oh, anyway. And they kept saying, uh, Mate- is fucking, uh, they're yelling in the background. What are they yelling in the background? I'm going to look it up. Something about a daughter or a sister or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I it's got to even... be like the last lines there, no? Of the first song? It's parenthetical, probably. No, I can't even... This is like a. This is like a, even a ghetto lyric site. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so um, we have to talk about things we love, though. Well, that's what yeah. I was just about to say. <laughs> I could go on literally all night long, all night long about all the things that I hate. I could deconstruct this in great detail, all the things that I hated about this. It's exquisite, exquisite <laughs> detail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that w- listening to me drone on for 24 hours about how much I hated this would be better than actually listening to this album for like that one hour that it actually takes to listen to or whatever it was. But what did yeah. you what did you like about this okay, album? So my did you fa- have any? Did you my like favorite part? I, uh, I I honestly haven't listened to the entire. My I got favorite part, maybe like that first three lines, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks for playing. My, my favorite part, yeah, uh, was the end, and not <laughs> as a joke. <laughs> not as a joke. Just wanted to like the last song was just like instrumental. Mm-hmm. It's like a seven-minute so long. Minus Lou Reed. That's what you didn't like. No, but but not only was it minus Lou Reed, but it was the only part of the whole album. So the second last song. Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe they, you know, they found their way back to sanity, like on this at the <laughs> end of the album. But then they clawed out of sa- the sanitarium. Yeah. And then uh, the Metallica lyrics, humor. The lyric. <laughs> 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 little Metallica Stop joke that. for you. <laughs> the, ly- the lyrics. So the, it, it was like near the end and I was like, oh, they're kind of calming down. It wasn't just like, b- you know, blaring Metallica in the like background. Blitzkrieg. Yeah, it was just kind of like, so I was like, okay, maybe this will fit with Lou Reed more. But then mm-hmm. as soon as Lou Reed started talking, speaking, it was just like, oh, no, that's not good. He talks about, uh, here, I'm going to pull up some more lyrics for you because it's really, you really need to understand so the lyrics, to the, so it starts this off. Is, and I'm like, this is things that you like, yes. <laughs> no, this is this is one last thing. This is like <laughs> leading into the thing that I like, leading into the thing that I like. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh, uh, you know, around track eight, we're finally like, it's getting to a point where it's listenable because it was like instrumentally, like it was just kind of like some strumming and some picking, and I was like, oh, this could be nice. But then uh, the song's called Little Dog, and Lou Reed starts talking about this little dog who can't get in, moaning at the bedside. But then at one point, and I'm like, okay, I kind of see. 
Then he's just like a puny body and a tiny dick. A little dog can make you sick. <laughs> and it's like, if it's <laughs> just wait. If you got the money, you can go to the top. The female dog don't care what you got. As long as you can raise that little doggy face to a cold-hearted pussy, you could have a taste. And I was like, all right. <laughs> like, jump the shark. Like, the yeah, album that's, already that's, had. That's, but, where, that's where the but, album jumps No, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this song. I was like, oh, maybe this song will be the redemption. No. But, but then after that, there's just an instrumental part. And not only is it like without these lyrics that maybe somehow on another, on like a Lou Reed record would have like, I would have been like, okay. Even without that, it was like Metallica made an actual, it was just like a nice instrument. It's like what we're talking, what I talked about liking more on like the grand, like it was just yeah. sort of this slowly building, just nice instrumental rock instrumental outro. It's like seven minutes long. And I was like, it mm-hmm. like calmed me down. Cause I was so like fucked up from uh, trying to, listen to this album i was like like stressed out you know i was anxious experiencing anxiety and then this like this came in and i was just like okay all right it's over it's over so the things that i liked were just a little bit more general than that and it, it i was, can't wait i it can't was, wait it tell was, me it tell was me what did you like that was more general than that that like they they tried this you know i was like okay this is because like on paper, it sounds like an awful idea. <laughs> it turns out in practice, it's pretty awful. You're as well. gonna say on paper, it's pretty cool. No, no, it sounds horrible. But they still were just like, no, fuck, fuck it. it, we're gonna do yeah. it. <laughs> and yeah. I just come to find out that uh, this is the best part. Uh, the album is based on two Lulu plays by the German play by a German playwright whose name I'm not gonna try to pronounce, who wrote plays between 1864 and 1918. And originally, the collaboration was supposed to be Metallica um, covering Lou Reed songs with him singing them, but like in a Metallica style, which I think maybe would have worked a little bit better. I don't know. I can't picture Lou Reed singing in a Metallica style. No, no. He would probably sing in his own style. Oh, Metallica. Metallica. But maybe Metallica and Lou Reed are like, yeah, I don't. There's no subtlety. There's not a different uh... track, I feel like in my head, but yeah. Apparently, know. there's some demos of the like. Oh, uh, great! Yeah, let's let's cue let's those up. <laughs> Maybe we could put one of those at the end of this episode. But yeah, I, I liked that. <laughs> um, like you know, he was he was going for it. He obviously tried to do a bit of like a what what Johnny Cash did for his last album because hmm. this, this was Lou Reed's last album. Was it? Yeah, mm-hmm. this was his last studio release. That's unfortunate. Yeah, man. Um, I, like <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know, I've been like laughing at these lyrics or whatever, but I really like Lou Reed. So like I you, like I'm just saying you know yeah, I yeah. just I feel like I need to qualify right. just being like this is ridiculous what a <laughs> stupid idea like by being like yeah but like up you know maybe he earned the, just the mm-hmm. like fuck it he got he gets a pass well, card and just <laughs> just do whatever like do whatever he wants what is interesting and and maybe this is just the like music journalist in me is like where both of these people were at when they made this album right it's kind of like they're both at the could give a shit. Yeah. moment yeah. in their in their lives right like well they met at the rock in the uh, like performing for the rock and roll hall of fame apparently they were both performing at this inauguration induction, or whatever the induction and, and they met and they were like yeah let's make a let's do a thing cool but uh yeah i i mean so they have are some artistic license to do whatever the fuck they want they can e- either artist could be like i want to make this record like what i you know 
tie all my instruments to the ceiling yeah. and I sit upside down and play yeah. and they're Make like a dance album. Yeah, all right, we're EDM. gonna do it. Yeah, you know, so like, good, good on <laughs> Actually, them for Lou Reed, EDM would be cool. For there trying. must be, there must be some sort of thing because yeah. I think that Metallica especially get a little stagnant. You know? Yeah, well, the, I mean, they, they didn't release another album for like seven years, didn't they? Or something? Or well, what, was like between albums? When you seven? listen to their discography, I mean, there's a progression, but it's pretty obvious. And, and you're just like, okay, well, you know, I mean, like up until about St. Anger, I guess, things yeah. were pretty standard. Like, oh, that's Metallica, whatever. Now, th- this uh, what, is. What, like, what, what they call it in, uh, in the documentary in some kind of monster? Stock? Stock Metallica? Yeah, Stock that's Metallica. Just stock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is one of the greatest documentaries, oh, by man. the way. They have to they get a marriage counselor for them. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. It's actually like such a good documentary. Yeah. But, but anyway. Shout, I, shout out some kind of monster. Yeah. Absolutely. So I appreciate that they, they tried to do something new. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I feel like there's more to this record that I'm not getting sure you know what i mean like yeah it's one of those things like maybe you need to listen to it a bunch of times to like, like really Roger. dig into it but like i am not willing to <laughs> invest yeah. what whatever gold is that is at the end of the rainbow quote unquote can just fucking stay at the end of the rainbow <laughs> as far as i'm concerned because yeah just even as a mental exercise it's just not worth it is what you're saying yeah, yeah. and and it's, again it's great rare. great defending yeah. of this it's, this piece of art guys both of you <laughs> top top notch it's yeah. it's rare it's rare that you see a youtube comment section where people are in alignment but like almost almost to a comment all, people all are the just racists, like all the yeah everybody's just like wow can agree. yeah and horrible. some of the comments are just people being like this is awful but, but hold on hold on <laughs> Okay. Metacritic gives yeah. this album 45 out of 100. So so almost half the people said that it was good? Is that what you're getting at? The Montreal Gazette of gave course. it five stars. Oh, my God. Shout, okay. out, shout out Post Media. A- N- <laughs> NME, 7 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the Atlantic gave it a favorable review. Pitchfork, on the other hand, Shocker. one out of ten. Yeah, I mean, the, that <laughs> one is even like not even like a point five or a point three or a point seven or a one point one or a no nope. <laughs> a one and and, and spin well, one point oh out of ten yeah, yeah, yeah. and and spin gave it a six out of ten. Like well, I, I just have a lot of questions. Where where is spin right now? <laughs> where is also where is Lou Reed? Too too dark? Too soon? Ooh, <laughs> I, it's. <laughs> That yeah, that we're really going at. I think this 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 album cracked us. We're really going off the yes. rails here. So this is this is Done perfect. It. This is a perfect quote from Pitchfork Media. For all the hilarity that ought to ensue wait. here, Lulu is a frustratingly noble failure. Audacious to the extreme, but exhaustingly tedious as a result. Its few interesting ideas are stretched out beyond the point of utility and pounded into submission, which I think is that's. Like that's perfect. That's pretty good because normally, as a as a somebody who reads Pitchfork like daily, but also laughs at how obnoxious they are almost all the time. Uh, that's pretty accurate. That's probably the most accurate <laughs> summary of a. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. Well, so this here's the thing. So we watched a while ago. We watched Paul Blart Mall Cop Two. Without having seen the first one, mm-hmm. and the only redeemable did it, did quality, you, did you understand what what happened? Could you do you have to watch the first one? Uh, I feel like well, if I think I think uh, you, what you learn in the first one is that he is a mall cop, yeah. and in, Look, that's all you really need to know, take from the first one into the second one is that he is if, still a mall cop. If there was any sort of um, 
quality in the first one that would have helped make the second one better? I, I you know what? Please I, tell me. I, what? I would say watch the first one just in case it has a chance <laughs> of making the second one better. And the reason I say that is because the only thing that we liked about it, the only thing that we could come up to like about Paul Blart Mall Cop it makes two, me feel bad the was, amount of times we bring this up. There was a scene where he's startled in a washroom, and he thinks it's a bad guy, but it's uh, the maid. And it's, it's like an old, old lady. It's old, <laughs> old, old lady, and he just like immediately spins and punches her in the gut. <laughs> But her reaction to it is hilarious. <laughs> Point of the story. The reason I say this is this album is the musical equivalent of Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. You know? <laughs> Without the punch. Without, the I was going to say, where's the punch, though? <laughs> yeah. Is it the last song? What? It's mean? Our producer yeah. is telling us that it's mean. <laughs> I just... This... But good for you. Yeah, you did it. You, you did it. Uh, this is like the this first is the bar. music. Yeah. yeah, this is the first like non-film yeah. that we've been challenged by. Wish I could drop I, this mic right now. We couldn't love it. Couldn't love it. No, I couldn't yes. do it. There's nothing. Oh. No. <laughs> so someone was saying I thought the music was good, and I like. There's there's Metallica. It's, yeah, it's the, pretty standard the Metallica riffs. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. I don't mind. I don't mind the riffs, but like as soon as the like incoherent rambling starts on top, and it's like so clear, right? It's so clear that I'm just like I you can't gotta hear the, the the genius of Lou yeah. Reed. Is well, a, I will say though, like when I listened to it, I was giving trying to give it a fair shake, and because the lyrics were so clear, it's like maybe I can like find something in the lyrics that I'm like, oh shit, this is like really poor. But like it just didn't happen for me and maybe so it's because it's you, based how many, on some play how many, how many late era jim morrison's would you give this out of uh, <laughs> i can't even i can't even okay well so obviously we i can't even obviously we didn't i can't even <laughs> so, well, what are some, so this is the can i may i this yeah. is you this is the first time that you are admitting that you you cannot you don't gotta oh no you yeah do not you do not gotta love it we so there's been paul blart mall cop 2 there has been the Star Wars Holiday Special. Wait, oh, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. The Star Wars Holiday Special is fantastic. I love Star Wars. I, I've Listen. seen... <laughs> Listen. I've seen... I once watched the, tr- the original trilogy. We should have vetted, vetted this guy. <laughs> I, should, I should say this. It's amazing only because... Of the review that said that it was as if as if a bag of cocaine was sentient, and gave sentience and wrote it. That's that's what makes it. Good. Yeah, that, that, that's one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> tell me just... that scene where Chewbacca reunites with his family. That Kay. is a beautiful scene. What? And uh, then the, the, and the, the old man airplane pop up and play some music for a while. <laughs> it's pretty good. It, it has all the original cast members in it and everything. And so I was like, "There's no way we're gonna, there's no way we're gonna totally hate this movie. It's, it's impossible." <laughs> but I okay. So, anyways, Paul Blart Mall Cop Two, yeah, Star Wars Holiday Special, and this album are the three things in the almost fifty episodes that we've done that are just un. Unlovable. <laughs> un- we gotta have. A, we still have to put that list up on the website. You know, the like. It's like the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like the unlovable. Like, at least for yeah. us. The like, unlovables. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, okay, but are there any collaborations that you can think of that you enjoyed? 
uh, every, well, like, I'm going to say every Gorillaz album, but where it's like, basically just Damon Albarn collaborating with like fucking yeah, 14 different people. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good example because you don't, we don't want like standard collaborations. Like if, you know, if fucking Jay-Z is collaborating with uh, whoever the next Kanye big rapper is. Right. Yeah, it's like, Watch okay, Throne. I get it. But like, you know, out of genre collaborations. Uh, uh, Gorillaz is a pretty good one. Same. I, although, I feel like I could draw a comparison between this album and the new Gorilla song, No Offense. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> you really ate that new Gorilla yeah, song. Yeah, right? doesn't like it. Uh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. I think that uh, that um, St. Vincent, uh, the Annie Clark, uh, I love this giant, Annie Clark with... Uh, oh, um... Uh, talking oh, Heads, yeah. Brain Fart. Uh, I'm being handed a note that I should mention Lady Gaga and Tony, Tony <laughs> Bennett. Can't... Kant says that I listen to that one. <laughs> I didn't. I saw it in the new releases, and I was I, like, "Oh, that's." He, he'll also be performing with her at the Super Bowl. I don't care. Week, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody just got very excited in the room. <laughs> I don't. I don't normally care for Lady Gaga, but I, I've heard songs on the album because our producer is a big fan, um, and so I, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what? Yeah. What else is what there? other? What other weird collaborations? I, can I have you think to, of? I have to say, what's what's become really hot is kind of the producer as, you know, like uh, Mark Ronson. Mark Ronson. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, uh, and then, you know, gorillas and that kind of stuff. I, I feel like I would be remiss to not mention David Guetta, Jimmy Page, <laughs> and Puff Daddy. <laughs> now, is that is that really a collaboration? Because that was really more of a sample. And then yeah. <laughs> he performed with it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and I think we can all agree that... Oh, more, more notes, more notes. B.B. King and Eric Clapton. No, it's too R- close together. R- riding though. with the King? Big Ooh. Riding with the King fan? Uh, um, <laughs> I'm just but, trying to think of really weird ones. Wait, what were we just talking about in my mate? Uh, um, the Godzilla soundtrack. The Godzilla soundtrack. The Godzilla soundtrack, I think we'd all agree, is the greatest OST. <laughs> <laughs> this one I'm going to count because it was kind of... I would argue before mashups really became a thing, and also because they I, toured with this it. Lincoln Park. Yeah. Uh, no, you don't like it. I, I I'm a I'm a gray album over over the Lincoln Park. Sure. Crazy. Oh yeah, but was the gray album not like so called unlicensed? Like it was just like wasn't it Danger Mouse? Just like yeah, it was Danger Mouse together? mashing them together. Yeah. But like the but the, so was the Jay Z Lincoln Park one, wasn't it? No, I no, think it was they, like official. They, they like performed. No, I know, I know, I know. But I'm saying like they they just took the song. From yeah, previously there, released Linkin Park songs and late Jay Z. There was yeah, yeah, some. Yeah. There was some. Also, shout a, out to the uh, Weezer Jay Z uh, oh. collaboration on the uh, what was that? The the blue album or something? Uh, yeah, I can't remember what that was either. For some it was reason, good, man. Had some good songs on there. I, yeah, I love Mash. Oh, well, well, just uh, this is not less. This is less collaborative. But um, if you guys have never listened to the Hood Internet, they're like my yeah, favorite great. mashup artists. Um. More so even than Girl Talk, who I think is incredible. But Ooh. Hood Internet, like their selection is fucking amazing. If you're ever DJing and need like a quick audience pleaser, just throw yeah. in a Hood Internet. Any, they've got like nine mixtapes now or something. Any song from any of those. Eminem and Elton John. <laughs> Little collabo performance back okay. in 2001. That was, but yeah. that, was, that was a statement performance. That uh, that Eminem is doesn't <laughs> wait, mind gay people. Wait, wait, wait. I, I'm I'm googling this to try and find some 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 pretty crazy ones. This is the probably the most insane thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Can't wait. I have no idea. Is it is it Metallica and Lou Reed? No. <laughs> better, better, Whoa. better. Jack White and the Insane Clown Posse. Oh, that's yeah. a f- no. I didn't know that that was a thing. <laughs> what? 
like how the fuck do how the fuck do magnets work? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, Kanye West and Bonnie Bear. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh god. But like rappers, I think that uh, I mean Kanye even talks about it. You know, when he taught that song Big Brother, where he talks about how he did a song with uh, Chris Martin and then Jay Z did a song with Chris Martin or something. And yeah. he talks about like, not that he was the first to do it. Uh, oh, I just thought of one and I'm fucking totally brain farting. Um, way back in the day, c- cusp of hip hop blowing up. Oh, oh, Aerosmith and uh, Run DMC? No, but that, I mean, that, that's, that's a good one. That's also crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, rappers have a pretty good track record here. I mean, because like they, Madonna and the, Lil Wayne, the music is about, or Snoop the music Dogg itself. There's a lot of sampling, Cyrus. so like a lot of people, I think, just got wise to the fact that they can make it sound good with like every other type of music. Nelly and Tim McGraw. Uh, was that accidental racist? Wait, what? Yeah, Nelly and Tim McGraw. Which what was? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, over Did, and over. It's called it's Nelly's song called Over and Over featuring Tim McGraw. Hmm. But Nelly also had accidental race. Was that Nelly? I don't know. You're asking. Him. Whoa. Huey Lewis in the news and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Uh, well, they were in the movie Cruisin' together. I had no idea. Come on, man. <laughs> Michael I think, I think, we've, Murphy, I, I think we've run. I think we've run down the list far enough. There's, uh, there's no, we haven't, because I just hit <laughs> Phil, Phil Collins and Bone Thugs in Harmony. So, oh, see, rappers, man, they, they they got that shit. Yeah, they got it. So this is interesting. Would you consider like the Daft Punk album collaborative? Like, if it's if you're producers, mm-hmm. does that does that, or is it all just one album? I guess that's kind of the Gorillas thing too, right? Well, I don't know. <clears throat> it's weird because I think. Ozzy Osbourne and Miss Piggy? It's I tough. mean, was that just on the show or did know. they release it as a single? I know. Anyway, I'm, <laughs> I'm like flying us way off I think, the rails I think, now. I think the thing for me that makes it, would make it, would be the line. I'd have to know a little bit more about the album. But an example would be like, you know, Mark, some of these producers who what they already do is they produce other al- other people's songs and albums. Like if... Mark Ronson is just making music and then having other people contribute vocals. That's one thing. But when I, and I don't know the process, but my feeling with Gorillaz is that for each, their albums are so far apart. He like brings these people into the process. Like it's not like, like when you go see Gorillaz live, which is so rare that they tour. But when I saw them, it was like the tour wasn't just, uh, you know, a couple people like Damon Albarn and some like, you know, musicians touring and then using samples. It was half of the clash Right. Playing with Damon Albarn, Lil Dragon was there, uh, Hypnotic Brass Ensemble was there, Bobby, Bobby Womack. Womack was yep. there. Like it was like, it felt like it was like, oh, these people were in on it. They that, weren't just like, okay, said, I'm just gonna the like first record. Time that Gorillas, did you ever go on the first tour? They were behind those. They sheets? were behind that. Yeah, yeah it was unwatchable. Yeah. People, yeah, <laughs> people were pretty upset about that. Yeah. I think. I guess they learned their lesson. Yeah. But that's also like, I think that was also probably just trial and error because when you make a band that's made, it's like cartoons. Like when, and then you, you know. Would it have been better to just see them playing live? Because what they did with that, the um, fuck, I can't even the Plastic Beach tour right. was so brilliant because they had the animated interludes, where it was like the band, the gorilla, the animated characters were locked in the green room, and they were hearing the opening band play all their songs, and they were getting increasingly more and more agitated. And I was like, this is amazing because it's like theater; it's like a store, a fun story, right. and it allows them to perform. 
without being behind sheets. Right. It's just like a band, and you're like. Also, Gorillaz is an interesting example because it, it itself is a collaboration between artists, uh, you know, Damon Albarn yeah. and uh, Jamie. Jamie Hewlett. 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 I don't know. I Hewlett. always I always say both of them. <laughs> yeah. So like that is like across. It's one of my favorite cross platform, yeah, cross media totally. collaboration, which yeah, is interesting. Good call, and it's so timely. Gorilla's got a new album coming out, and everything. It's gonna be great. Yeah. I'm excited. I know you don't like that Although single. R.I.P. Bobby Womack. Absolutely. Yeah, we're talking about that. Like, two, at the was it the record listening party? Yeah, I think we we're yeah. talking about how tragic that last album, where he was like so regretful. It was like you know that was. A, that's not recommendations. Let's move on. Recommendations. Yeah. Rat- uh, yeah. I re- I recommend that no one listen to <laughs> this unlistenable record. That was quick. Um, okay, recommendations for the week. I haven't really consumed that much media this week, but I'm gonna recommend this because it was on the record player when uh, when uh, Jonathan got here, and we talked about it uh, on another show. If you guys want to hear more with Jonathan, he's going to be on the Buns podcast in a little while. So keep your ears. Was it open Drive Like Jehu? Was it Yank Crime? No, it was uh, Bad, Bad, Not Good 4. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweet. They just recently played a show in my studio building. What? Just down the hall for like a... Yeah. What? I found out about it when it was over. Oh. Like like literally like an hour after it was over. It, if I may then, um, one of the first things I did, or well, one of the second things I did at, at, at CPC Music, uh, video-wise, was to get Bad, Bad, Not Good into the Hearn uh, power station. Oh, and so it's like yeah. we got them in at like one o'clock in the morning, and and they just played. They played cool. most of four oh, with shit. Charlotte Day Wilson, and they like it's it's really Yo, good. So if you ever if you ever get a chance, it's on YouTube. It's like absolutely hip hop beats with jazz. I guess I don't know. Just like, like a jet. I mean, they they've collaborated with Ghostface. Yeah, like their they, background is basically they were Humber jazz students that uh, yeah. that started doing like covers of of hip hop songs, and then like. Uh, who was a Tyler the Creator? I think was the first one. Like he came in when he was in town and just jammed with them, and then that kind of like blew them up. And then they yeah, coll- speaking of, they did a collaborative album with with Ghostface. There you go. Yeah, that's a good one. I I saw them at Way Home, and Charlotte Day Wilson came out. And can I also I just like, give a bonus sweet. recommendation because I heard it and immediately fell in love with it, which is the new. Um, I was gonna do two recommendations too. So Kid yes. Koala record. Speaking oh, music of, to draw to. Yeah. Speaking of uh, putting different records in corners and pressing play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Oh yeah, but uh, that's oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, I f- and as a Radiohead fan, I can see why you enjoy it. It sounds a lot like Radiohead. Yeah, I, I really like it, and it comes with a little sketch pad, so you can actually. It is music to draw to if that's what you want to do. <laughs> um, yeah, I like Kid Quali. He's a creative cat. <clears throat> really good cover of uh, Moon River. Oh, if you yeah. ever get a chance, it's amazing. Kid Quali cover of Moon River. Um, what do you got for us? Can I can I double back on the buns? Uh, oh yeah, well, recommendations. Yeah, there's not so much overlap there, so for sure. What did you? <laughs> what were you thinking? So so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout <laughs> I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, to Weaves. Oh uh, yeah, another another Toronto who I also did a, a video with. We did them at Allen Gardens, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Toronto band, uh, kind of like uh, RTAAS vibe. Uh, really great singer. Um, yeah, to, you know, local local shout out. Weaves. Buzz Records. Cool. That sounds good. All music, I, everything. Yeah, I also am recommending, I'm going to recommend two music, two musics. Yeah. Uh, the first is P.O.S.'s new record, 
which oh, came yeah, out you, on Friday. You are obsessed with that. Dude, oh man, it's so good. It's amazing. It's called Chill Dummy. And I can't, I don't know. If you've never listened to POS, it's a good place to start. Hopefully it will make you want to go back and listen to his entire back catalog and everything that his crew has ever produced because they're <clears throat> they're incredible. Also, if you're listening to this, possibly the day that we put it up, uh, POS is playing in Toronto Tuesday night. Yeah, this is. We still have one more episode before. This All right, so show. POS already played yeah. when you're listening, to this. <laughs> and it was a great and show, it was guys. Incredible. <laughs> uh, but Chill Dummy, it's it's awesome. Um, he's just like a very aggressive uh, sort of anti-establishment. This is like hip hop with like a very punk aesthetic, and has kind of always been that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. It's it's absolutely fantastic. And then the other album is also hip hop. Loyal Carner is an MC from. Uh, I believe it's an area of London. Croydon? Croydon? Is that an area of London? I don't know, man. Okay. Well, in any case, <laughs> I'm I'm getting a nod. Yes, it is. Uh, it's like his debut album. Uh, I, I believe it's called Yesterday's Gone. It's, it's fantastic. It's like, it's so good. Is I it, can't even... Is it like grime? What's the... I don't know, man. Because for me, like I'm kind of just... <laughs> I feel like grime is very uh, is kind of evolving a lot or has evolved a lot. When I think of grime, I think of a very specific, um, aggressive style of mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. rap. It's not like that at all. It's very like soulful and very jazzy. Okay, but so like, it's not, it's not I like have battles, heard him battle style. No, not at all. Like, there's like one or two like like burners on there, but it's mostly like he's got a, a an interlude where his mom just speaks is like spoken word poetry it's a bit like frank um, then there yeah well yeah there's a lot of i would draw more parallels to that than i would maybe traditional grime but in terms of like his voice his accent the the fact that it's just like hip-hop coming out of you know a neighborhood in london which to hear him tell it in his lyrics is you know like very marginalized community mm. it yeah it's a little bit of both but it's it's very uh i was listening to it at the studio like all all weekend just like repeat it's it's really fantastic so definitely worth checking out uh loyal carner and pos yeah so we got a whole bunch of uh, musical recommendations so what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna take a track from each of the artists that we mentioned and then play them all at once and it will still sound better <laughs> than the ludery metallica thing that we had to listen to cool deal no I, i'm just kidding i'll pick one of those and, and throw that down i don't know which one yet but we'll see anyways Until next time, keep loving it.